The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Hey, good afternoon. Happy Saturday to you and welcome to this very special live online only Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, whatever receives our live stream, you guys are watching the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Did the Tar Heels in the Carolina area bump me off my standard broadcast today? Yes, but we don't let that hold us back from giving you great health information. You know our show exists to not only help you heal, not only help you learn the root cause of your health conditions, but empower you to becoming your own doctor educating yourself on root cause and our series now is into heart health if you missed our show last week i encourage you greatly go to itunes type in the word ask dr ernst on the podcast or i think you can even do it in the general search we did an entire show on the danger and poison of the various oils that you have been told are heart healthy, but actually damage, scar, cause placking. It's the seed oils, guys. So canola and safflower and corn and vegetable, if it says it's heart healthy and it's a classic seed oil, run as far as you can. So you can download that podcast and get caught up. Today we're talking about what I wanna call the duping lie that you've been told about how your heart is going to explode and blow up and die if your cholesterols are off balance. Look, it is still happening today where patients come in and they'll say, my doctor just ran some tests and my cholesterol's high and they're freaking out and they want to put me on a statin. And Dr. Ernst, what do you think? And when I teach you how I read labs, I'm going to show you today how to read cholesterol, triglycerides, LDL, VLDL, HDLs, what to actually look for to find out how healthy your heart is. You're going to learn that this myth, this concept that high cholesterol equals heart disease is a complete farce. And let me just show you a couple reasons for that. In the original studies, this is like 1950, late 1940s, there was this gentleman, his name was Ansel Keys, and he, if you look him up, is the cholesterol guru, the guy who came up with the theory, which by the way, we now know is completely fake, made up false, they disproven it, they disproved it, sorry. His thought was high amounts of saturated fats. If you eat butter and coconut oil and all this good fats, the saturated ones, right? That you would have heart disease, clogged arteries, cholesterol in your vessels, boom, strokes, heart attacks, etc. What you don't know is that while he studied a bunch of cultures, he removed the ones that didn't fit his model. Let me give you an example. Do you know the phrase Maasai, if I say this? 
It's a tribe in Africa, the Maasai tribe in Kenya and Tanzania. Ready for this? Their diet is 66% by volume saturated animal fat, yet they have almost no heart disease as a culture. Let's go deeper. The Eskimos, the Intuits up in Alaska, guys, their diet is like 75% saturated fat from whale meat. Wouldn't that be neat? Hey, what are we having for dinner tonight, love? Oh, we're having whale. <laughs> well, they eat whale because it's available. So Arctic whale, they eat the meat, they eat the fats, 75%. The average Eskimo cholesterol intestine is well north of 300 yet they have the lowest heart disease risks, clogged arteries, blocked arteries, you name it, of all American culture. What the? Let's go even deeper. I'm gonna try to pronounce this, but I'm gonna butcher it like crazy. The Tokaleu, T-O-K-E-L-A-U, the Tokaleu of the New Zealand era, the islands around New Zealand, 60% by volume saturated fat. They eat more coconut than any culture on the planet. The bulk of their diet is coconut milk, coconut flakes, coconut fat, coconut things, and fish. So we have these cultures. There's even another one, the Rendili, Rendili, Rendili in Africa. They are in the northeastern border of Kenya. Camel milk, camel meat, and they eat a mixture of camel-based products. Camel milk, by the way, super high in saturated fats. The likelihood that you're drinking camel milk in the U.S., pretty low. It is available. You can buy it online. But look, 63% saturated fat in the northeastern Kenya cultures, almost no heart disease. The Maasai, 66%, almost no heart disease. So all this stuff you've been told, don't eat saturated fats. Your cholesterol is going to go through the roof and you're going to die of a heart attack is not true. So I have to talk to you today about them. What the heck causes it? How can these cultures have cholesterols of three, four, 500 and not get heart disease? It's because the number of your cholesterol, the total does not define your heart health. I said it. I wish we were on the airways today. We would rattle feathers. I'd be getting phone calls like crazy. The texts would be coming in. If you want more information about the history and listen, I even have those cultures I just talked about inside our ebook, we discussed the fact that uh, a lot of these areas of the stuff, see right here on the ebook, there it is. You guys can download this completely for free. It has the history of what you've been lied to about your heart health. It talks about the real causes of heart disease. I'm going to share it with you today. It reveals the tests that you should actually get, not total cholesterol, LDL, HDLs. You can do them if you want, but they're meaningless in regards to actual functional heart health. In this ebook are the tests you should do. And we even have, watch this, an at-home test, I'm gonna read it to you, that is more accurate at measuring your heart health risks than cholesterol and triglycerides. And I have a cheat sheet guide for you on how do you read that test. So this alone is worth hundreds of dollars because you can become your own cardiologist and fix your heart health yourself. So because we are on the, not on the airways and we're streaming Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, wherever we are in your inbox, above or below the video should be a link that says register to get the free ebook and join me for a masterclass I'm hosting in February. Okay. You can do this. You guys can take control of your heart health. All right. So here we go.
Does this whole cholesterol thing actually have anything to do with it? Well, listen, cholesterol is there. We have it. It's a molecule. We need it, but it's not what you think it is. It's not the bad uncle who's going to take you down, right? The truth about this, ready? Cholesterol by definition, what we measure, this is going to blow your lid, isn't cholesterol. It's a lipoprotein, a fat protein. To give you an example, HDL stands for high-density lipoprotein. It doesn't actually stand for cholesterol. Isn't that wild? We run cholesterol tests, but we don't look at cholesterol to tell you what your cholesterols are. If you actually had a raw cholesterol test, hey, how much cholesterol is in my blood? It would be extremely low because cholesterol doesn't float around by itself usually. It's bound to this protein. So we make an assumption that if you have a lot of a specific protein, you must have a lot of cholesterol then. Hopefully that helps you to see how crazy this fallacy of numbers are. What is HDL, high density lipoprotein. It is a protein that carries cholesterol and other things, fats and vitamins and minerals. What is LDL, the one that you're so freaked out about? Oh my God, Dr. Ernst, my LDL is 199. I'm going to have a heart attack. No, unless we do a deeper dive. It is a marker, but it doesn't mean heart disease. You have to look at the bigger picture. The problem today is even classically trained conventional cardiologists are zooming in on LDLs, looking at your total, maybe they look at your triglycerides and they say statin immediately or you're gonna have a heart attack. How many of you have been told this? It is not the case. You gotta look much deeper. LDL by definition stands for low density lipoprotein. Again, note it's a protein, not cholesterol. And have you heard this one? VLDL very low density lipoprotein. Again, another protein that carries fats and things around in your body. VLDLs carry triglycerides. HDLs do carry cholesterol, but it usually brings it back, oxidized cholesterol back to the liver to be cleaned up and converted. And the LDLs carry the non-oxidized cholesterol out into your body because you need cholesterol. Cholesterol holds your cells together. Cholesterol gives your brain functionality. Cholesterol helps you to produce hormones and enzymes and all kinds of things. So imagine this, if a cardiologist MD said, we want your cholesterol to go to zero and they gave you so many statins you actually got there, you would perish. Your body would fall apart. Your cells would literally start leaking left and right you wouldn't be able to transfer hormones. You'd run out of testosterone and estrogen, progesterone. You would become a manic mess of disease. So we need this stuff. Now, ready? On the opposite. My cholesterol is 500. Are you sick? Not always. Here's the kicker. The, the, the Eskimos in Alaska have cholesterol super high, and they're actually cardiovascularly healthy. So we got to look in deeper, okay? Layer number one to this. Understand, LDL, by definition, is a density of a lipoprotein, a protein that carries fats. It's not necessarily cholesterol. Inside that LDL, by the way, is other stuff. CoQ10, vitamin E, antioxidants. So watch, if your body has a lot of LDL, what we should be asking is, whoa, do you have deficiencies in vitamin E, CoQ10, antioxidants? And is your body trying to send around a lot of that stuff because you need it? 
So this is why, just so you know, when you stack vitamin therapy, vitamin E, uh, CoQ10, omega oils, magnesium against a statin, and you actually compare and see who gets better results, the people who focus on nutrition, they get better results long-term. There's not a single study I have found, and I've been looking for a long period of time that shows taking a statin makes you live any longer than if you didn't take it. It doesn't reduce mortality. Okay, so you gotta be really careful. Like if you're thinking I'm taking a statin, I'm saving my heart health, you're actually not. You're damaging it because statins lower cholesterol. I'm sorry, they do lower cholesterol. It's what it is by a drug, but that lowers your antioxidants, vitamin E, CoQ10, magnesium, carotenoids, all the stuff you need for a healthy heart. Okay, so layer number one, ready? If your readings, LDL, HDL, total cholesterol, are not technically cholesterol readings. They're lipoproteins that we're making a reference to see, do we think this is what your cholesterol is? Layer number two, your cholesterols carry more. Your, your lipoproteins carry more than just cholesterol. They carry vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you can't live without. Number three, if you brought your cholesterol to zero, you would perish. Number four, if your cholesterol goes to 500, you could be healthy. So notice the conundrum. It doesn't make sense. It's because it was a theory that became disproven, yet we still anchor to it in medicine so heavily. Some newer research has actually showed it, it, the numbers don't mean anything. It's the size. So for example, could you have really high LDL, the oxidized dangerous lipoprotein, and still be healthy? The answer is an emphatic yes. Because if you have large, fluffy, big LDL particles, your body's actually doing your favors for you. It's cleaning your arteries out. It's carrying around nutrients. LDL particles that are large are so big because they're stuffed with vitamin E, CoQ10, antioxidants, and you need this stuff. So if you've heard of this, there's this thing now called the pattern and sizes. So if we look at the large LDL particles, we'll call them pattern A. And I say we as in research and doctors and scientists. And if you find a cardiologist who's trained in this, they'll actually agree with you and say, yeah, yeah, it's the size that matters more than the count. So for example, if you have 130 of your score for LDL particles, a classically untrained medical doctor will say, you need to take a statin and you need to freak out. But what if it's pattern A? No, you actually want this, and you want to encourage those large particles to carry vitamin E, CoQ10, nutrients. Now, what if it's pattern B? Well, it's still a risk, but it doesn't mean you're having heart disease. It just means something's off balance. Your body is inflamed. There's a process where you're cranking out little tiny guys. There's not as many antioxidants, vitamin E, CoQ10, magnesium, carotenoids inside this. These are dangerous only because they can whittle their way into a vessel and cause damage. Does the LDL cause the plaque? No. Is there cholesterol though in the plaque? Yes. Is it the kind of cholesterol that comes out of your liver? No. So what is it? It's rusted, oxidized, inflamed cholesterol that got whittled into the vessel because it was pattern B, little tiny, tiny guys, and they fit right in there. And these get oxidized, rusted very easily, and then it attracts plaque to the vessel because your body's trying to clean it out. Ooh, I hope you see this. 
Okay, so what causes this problem? Like how would someone end up with too many little tiny particles? Ready for this? There's only five things. Number one, what causes us to have abnormal cholesterol levels that would be a risk factor? Ready for this? You're subluxated. It's a condition where your spine is horrifically out of alignment or even minor out of alignment, putting pressure and irritation to your nervous system, causing the organs and cells of your body to become inflamed. Think about it. My brain sends messages down my spinal cord over my nerve roots to every organ in my body, including my liver and including my heart. If I have a subluxation, a misalignment of the spine, I compress, I damage, I irritate the nerves. If it's cardiovascular nerves, the heart will become inflamed and irritated and non-functional neurologically, which leads to inflammation in the heart. So if your heart's inflamed and your liver's inflamed and your kidneys are inflamed and your body's inflamed, ready for this? You start cranking out cholesterol at rapid rates because cholesterol is an anti-inflammatory. And what carries the cholesterol? Drum roll, please. LDL carries it from the liver to your organs. So if you have a lot of inflammation in your organs because of your brain being disconnected, because of your spine being out of alignment, causing neurological damage, your LDL levels will go up and they'll shift to pattern B. Hopefully you see this. Number two, you're eating way too many fats that inflame the body. We talked about this last week. I'm talking about the dangerous ones, the fats that kill. Ready? The canola, the soybean, the sunflower, the corn, the safflower, the grapeseed, the margarines, the cottonseed, the peanut oils, all these oils that are heavily inflammatory cause inflammation which makes your body send out more LDL particles because the cholesterol is anti-inflammatory. Now, if we consume more of the healthier fats, butter, tallow, ghee, coconut milks, coconut oils, avocados, olives, fish, eggs, eggs, right? All the stuff that's supposed to kill you, it actually decreases your inflammation and you shift your LDLs to pattern A. Now watch, does the number go down? Not necessarily. I switch to healthy fats. I don't see my cholesterol go down. I see the pattern change. But Dr. Ernst, I've been on this healthy diet forever. My cholesterol numbers aren't going down. It's not working. You're looking in the wrong place. Stop looking at the number and look at the size. You need to have a test run called an NMR lipid profile. It's to look and see the size of them. So if you shift from pattern B to pattern A, Good job, you're getting healthier even though your cholesterols didn't drop by number because the numbers are technically meaningless. You see it? Oh, I hope you see it. What causes these abnormal sizes? Pattern B, small particles, inflammatory particles, subluxation of the spine, inflaming your organs, causing a reaction where you kick it up, eating too many fats that are inflammatory, the fats I just listed to you, the seed oils, everything we talked about last week, they're labeled as heart healthy. That's the rub. The food industry wants you to think canola and corn and Wesson and margarine and Crisco are good for you, yet they cause cardiovascular inflammation. So we switch them to the fats that heal. Number three cause of why this is happening. You're eating too many grains, focusing on sugars and corns and soys and all this stuff because 
first and foremost, sugar itself causes inflammation. When blood sugars go up, the pancreas secretes insulin. Insulin causes a reaction to try to push sugar into the cell, and this will increase triglycerides and increase cholesterol as a byproduct. It's known. This is why people with type 2 diabetes almost always have high cholesterol. This is also why people with high cholesterol have type 2 diabetes. Do you see? They're interconnected. So if I eat a lot of grains, corn and rice and wheat and oats and stuff like that, I'm increasing the sugar load to my body, making my body produce more fat, triglycerides, which causes inflammation. Here comes the LDLs out of the liver. The lipoproteins, note, not the cholesterol, the LDLs out of the liver carrying the cholesterol to try to clean up this mess. So if you're highly inflamed, eating the bad fats and subluxated, you're more likely to be pattern B and your cholesterols will go up and your cardiologist MDs will say statins and they'll freak you out and you do not have to go that route. Fourth thing that causes this, fructose. Specifically, high fructose corn syrup, you guys know this, very toxic, very dangerous. But did you know that fructose is also found in fruits? And the more fruits you eat, the more fructose gets in your blood. And if you don't know this, the only cells in your body that use fructose are your liver cells because they have to convert fructose into a secondary sugar to be used. And in that process of conversion, fat is produced. I know it sounds weird, doesn't it? So if I eat a banana, I'm going to increase the fat in my liver? Yes. If I eat lots of peaches and pears and nectarines and apples? Yes. Fruit sugar causes fat formation in the liver. This is why the fructose corn syrups are so dangerous because they're highly concentrated. Now, if I had to say to you, can I eat an apple here or there? Yes. Can I have some, you know, grapes here or there? Yes, but in moderation. But when you eat a tablespoon of high fructose corn syrup, that's like 55 ears of corn condensed into one syrup. Do you see the danger with it? When you use blue agave nectar, it's fructose syrup from like 14 cacti that have been ground down and extracted to get the sweetness from them. So highly concentrated sugars are the danger. Fructose is turned into fat in the liver and a byproduct is uric acid. And here's the thing. A lot of you think uric acid is gout, right? Like, oh, I don't have gout, so I don't have uric acid problems. If your uric acid is starting to climb, that is a major cardiovascular precursor a test we can find out how well your heart's doing. Uric acid shuts down nitric oxide production ability in your blood vessels. Did you know that? It inhibits what's called endothelial nitric oxide synthase. It's an enzyme that your blood vessels use to make nitric oxide. Why do we need nitric oxide? It's a relaxant. It lets the blood vessels open. Now, how cool is it that God made your blood vessels able to produce its own relaxant when working properly when your uric acid levels are not too high, you actually expand the vessels and your blood pressure goes down and the inflammation goes down. But if you eat a lot of fructose, it will turn into uric acid and it shuts that enzyme off. And guess what happens? Blood pressure goes up, arteries get hard, LDL cholesterol starts cranking out to decrease the inflammation and fix the issue. But your doctor says it's causing it. <laughs> now your diet 
the bad fats, the fructose, the corn, the sugar, all the grains you're eating, and the fact you have not addressed your nervous system properly is what's causing it. So now shifting gears, if you're having your mind blown and you're like, I need more information, download the heart disease, heal thyself ebook above or below click the link. It'll instantly take you to a page where we just ask for your name, phone number, email, and boom, ebook is yours. And then you get to register for my masterclass. Why am I hosting this event in February? Well, first of all, it's heart health month. Why not? Second of all, it's Valentine's and Valentine's has to do with the people you love and cherish. And your heart is someone you should love and cherish just as much as everyone else. It's also because so many people deal with high blood pressure, cholesterol, sugars, triglyceride issues, you name it, palpitations, arrhythmias, heart health issues, and they are literally stuck in the muck of medicine. And if you want to hop out of that, you can. 12 strategies. Boy, we got a lot to cover in like seven or eight minutes. <laughs> 12 strategies to fight back and get a heart healthy. Number one, chiropractic care. I know what you're thinking. What, what does my neck have to do with my heart? What does my spine have to do with my heart? Everything. University of Chicago found out if you have vagal nerve subluxation, it'll raise your blood pressure by 10 points systolic and as many as 15 points diastolic, which long-term high blood pressure can cause inflammation to your heart. Other studies, the Journal of Vertebral Subluxation Research, that's a mouthful, basically people who study the spine and find out what happens when nerves are inflamed have connected your heart health to your autonomic nervous system. Meaning, if your system is neurologically controlling you at a good rate, you're not stressed neurologically, then your heart is healthy. But when you interfere with your vagus nerve and your sympathetic nerves, your heart goes rogue and does its own thing and becomes inflamed. Your heart is controlled by your cranial nerve number 10, comes out of the back of your neck, just below your skull and your first bone, and the thoracic nerves in the upper part of your back. Thoracic one, two, three, four, five. This is why when people have heart problems and their heart is hurting, they usually say stuff like, man, my shoulders are on fire and I'm getting numbness and tingling in my hands and it's running up my neck because the nervous system is what controls it. So chiropractic care is strategy number one for improving your heart health. If you're not getting chiropractic for the sake of removing subluxations, you need to investigate that. If you need help and you're in the greater Carolina area, connect with our clinics. Go to AskDrErnst.com. Visit us and help us help you find someone who can help you clear that. Number two, obviously inflammation causes heart disease, so we want an anti-inflammatory diet. This is going to be a diet that you remove carbohydrates and grains and dairy, and you get rid of processed foods and seed oils. So what do we eat? Simple fish, chicken, turkey, eggs, nuts, and seeds, grass fed meats, green vegetables, healthy, high nutritious antioxidant foods. If you need help with diet in the ebook is the heart disease, heal thyself diet. Another reason to download this and get it for free. Number three, you need to start fasting. And the research is out to the nth degree on this. The more you fast, the healthier your heart gets. And it's mostly because when you fast, your body goes into a state of repair and regeneration for organ tissue. You can actually stimulate stem cells in your heart. 
and get it to regenerate. But you can only do it through fasting naturally. Number four, reduce your stress, please. Like the more stressed out you are, we know it makes your blood pressure go up. We know it causes inflammation. What I recommend for the easiest way to reduce stress, ready? Stop watching the news. Amen, Dr. Ernst, finally someone said it. Like you've got to stop paying attention to all mainstream media. Their job is to freak you out because they've discovered that the more doom and gloom they talk about, the more you seem to watch it. It's the rubberneck mentality, right? Horrific car accident on the side of the road and four fire trucks, 17 policemen and a helicopter. Don't you actually hit the brakes, turn your engine off, get out and want to go look? It's human nature. We're attracted to doom and gloom and then we get all riled up by it. Watch out for social media reading, right? Comparing yourself to the Joneses, right? Most people's highlight reels is not what actually is really going on in their life. So you need to learn how to just zoom into yourself, your family, focus on God, start praying more, start singing in the shower, start dancing, start smiling. They've actually proven when you do something that is fun, guess what happens to your stress levels? It goes down. Start having more fun. Number five, you got to sleep better. Most of us are not sleeping very well, and they've proven that if you don't sleep well, you damage your heart. Did you know this? If you sleep for less than six hours a night, you have higher risks of heart disease because when you sleep is when you heal. When you sleep is when you detox. The biggest problem that most people are doing is they're having too much caffeine throughout the day. They're loading up on electronics at night. And what I mean by that is you're watching TV in your bedroom, in your bed, trying to fall asleep. The light that comes off most electronics today is light, blue, blue, bright to your eyes, and it tricks your brain into thinking it's 6 a.m. in the morning. If you don't know this, you've got to get your, your eyes out of light at night. The problem becomes we turn all the lights on at night, and we stimulate our brains. In my house, as soon as the sun goes down, all lights are off. The only thing we turn on are salt lamps because they push off an orangish light, it's a glow that actually represents sunset. And you're going to think this is nuts. The research shows it helps to increase melatonin, helps you to fall asleep, helps you to relax. So you need to control the color of light in your house at night. Number six, magnesium. You're probably deficient in it. When you're stressed out, you burn through magnesium faster. You need to increase your magnesium, especially if you want a healthy heart. Green leafy vegetables, avocados, grass-fed animal products, Raw chocolate, that should be a hallelujah right there. If it's 80% or higher and raw, dark, it's going to be loaded with magnesium. Pumpkin seeds are another one. But here's a great way to combine a stress reduction, heart-healthy event at night that helps you sleep. Epsom salt baths. They're the greatest thing you can do on the face of the earth to start relaxing because magnesium citrate is in Epsom salts. You absorb the magnesium through your skin. This is why so many people like them. And then get this, I've got a secret for you. There's so many magnesiums out there. There's like 18 different ones. So how do I know which one is good for my heart? Magnesium malate, mal, m, m, morning. Magnesium malate in the morning. Magnesium glycate in the afternoon or evening to help you fall asleep and relax. Malate in the morning, glycinate at night. These magnesiums help to relax. They've actually been shown to help enhance blood flow and decrease blood pressure. Something like 75% of Americans are deficient in water. 
I'm going to say 90% of Americans are deficient in the correct amounts of magnesium they need to relax. Magnesium malate in the morning, magnesium glycinate at night. Number seven, B vitamins. Listen, most people are B vitamin deficient. You can get them through dark leafy greens, nuts and seeds, uh, eggs, grass-fed meats. But watch this. When you are B vitamin deficient, your homocysteine levels go up. Homocysteine is an inflammatory marker used on blood work to find out how inflamed you are. Homocysteine has been connected to increased likelihood of clots, i.e. strokes, blood flow issues to your heart, and can actually be causing heart attacks when homocysteine levels get too high. We need to take B vitamins. Many of you are deficient in the enzymes that activate your B vitamins. It's called methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase. Big word. The acronym is MTHFR. And so what you want to do is take methylated B vitamins. So if you have the mutation and you can't methylate your B vitamins, it's already been done for you. Very, very important you listen to this. I'm not going to say the names, but over-the-counter stores that sell vitamins, you know what I'm talking about, rarely sell methylated B vitamins. So you need to get them from a high-quality source. We have products we use and recommend through our brand Eterna if you need help. Number eight, omega-3 fatty acids. These are your fish oils and your plant fatty acids. These are extremely helpful. And again, the majority of Americans are deficient in healthy omega-3s. Can you test for this? Yes. I've had some people ask, well, I use a lot of flax and chia and I'm a vegan, so I'm getting good omega-3s. Be careful. Plant-sourced omega-3s do not have any DHA, and DHA is what's been shown in research to help to protect your heart. EPA and DHA are the stabilizing omega acids for the heart. Plant fats, flaxseed, olives, this kind of stuff, they don't have a lot of DHA, and most of them have none. What they have is ALA, alpha lipoic acid, and what that does is it, it has to be converted into DHA, and that's extremely hard for your body to do. So the best is krill, high-quality fish, salmon, etc. We need animal-based omega-3 fatty acids. Number nine, deep breathing. To the same degree, most people are deficient in air. I'm sorry, in water, we're deficient in air. Now, real quick. How long can I go without water? I can go about four or five days before you actually have kidney failure and all kinds of problems, just so you know. But how long can I go without air? Maybe four or five minutes if you're a trained deep sea diver. So air is way more important than water, wouldn't you agree? So yet most of you don't focus on how well you breathe throughout the day. A lot of you actually breathe so poorly that if we were to measure your oxygenation, it's quite low. The other issue here is many of you are doing things that deoxygenate your body. Smoking, for example, sucks all the oxygen out of your body, most of it. So we got to be careful and we got to focus on deep breathing. So I like to teach something that we call box breathing, where you either do four or six seconds of an inhale, four or six seconds of a hold, four or six seconds of an exhale, four or six seconds of a hold, because it's training you to pull air in and push air out and strengthen your diaphragm. If you need help with deep breathing, just go to YouTube and type in deep breathing exercises. Just to show you how powerful breathing is, if you've heard of the Wim Hof breath method, 
this guy, Wim Hof, has figured out how to do a breathing technique that he can actually like increase his body temperature, change his core functionality, lower his heart rate. He's changing his body's reaction through breathing. This is huge. Number 10, you got to start grounding yourself. Look, so many of us spend so much time with rubber shoes on, standing on concrete, walking on plank hardwood floors, and we haven't touched the earth in months. This is why you feel so good when you go on a vacation and you sink your feet in the sand at the beach and you're like, oh, it's the tropical environment that's making me feel so good. No, it's not. It's the fact you just for the first time in who knows how long touched the ground with your bare feet. Grounding has been shown to lower cortisol, change your body's electromagnetic frequencies, and, ready for this, decrease cortisol, which is your stress inflammatory hormone. Number 11, start moving more. It's been proven. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, you need to uh, go exercise. I'm talking about moving your gut. you got to start increasing your bowel movement excretions. Most People, if you actually get real and truthful, will say, yeah, you know, I go like maybe once a day. I eat three meals a day. I go once a day. That's a problem, guys. If you eat three meals a day, you should be going three times a day. If you eat two meals a day, you should go two times a day. Think your pets. I don't know about you, but when I walk my dogs, they just ate and they just go. And then when they have lunch, they go. So you, you should be the same way. When food comes in, food should come out. Pretty simple. So we need to get our bowels moving, and that can be done through a whole host of methods, mostly increasing your fiber, switching your diet to be an anti-inflammatory, changing your fats, eating more omegas, all the stuff I told you before will lead to that. Finally, number 12, we did it. Optimize your vitamin D. If there was one vitamin that you need to focus on that will help with cardiovascular health, yes, vitamin E, yes, CoQ10, yes, magnesium, but D3 has been shown to be cardioprotective. And again, most people, when we test them, are vitamin D deficient. Partly because right now, in the height of wintertime, the sun is only out for a certain period of time, so we're in the dark most of the time when we wake up and we go home. Most of us are in fluorescent lights or LED lights all day, so we don't get any stimulation of vitamin D naturally. And even if you wanted to, you go outside on a warm winter day, there's not enough UVB in the light to make you make the D, so you have to supplement in the winter. And what we recommend is figure out what your levels are. They should be somewhere between 50 and 100, and if they're really low, you need to start increasing your dose. So there we go, the 12 steps to massively, radically improve your heart health, ranging from chiropractic care all the way down to the vitamins you need. We talked about the reasons most people have high cholesterol. It's a pattern B shift. They produce this LDL lipoprotein that carries cholesterol at a high rate because they're inflamed, they're subluxated, eating too many fats to kill, they're not eating enough healing fats, taking in too many carbohydrates and grains, and they're eating too much fructose. So if this is you, time to make the switch. And when you do that, guess what happens? Your heart says, thank you. Your cholesterol levels start to normalize to their ideal ranges. And if you want some information on where they should actually be, saving it for the very end, right? What are the ideal ranges, Dr. Ernst? Hey, I'm okay if total cholesterol is between 180 and 300 because this number doesn't really tell us much. What we want to look for is the ratio between LDL to HDL. 
If your LDL to HDL ratio is somewhere around 3.1 or less, you're good. If you can get it to a two to one ratio, you are a rock star no matter what this number is. And most importantly, the one very few people talk about is what's your triglyceride to HDL ratio. If it is in the one to one range, you're a rock star. What does that mean? Well, if your good cholesterol is 80 and your triglycerides are 80, rock on. It doesn't matter so much what your total cholesterol is because the triglycerides are the fats that cause the inflammation to the vessel in the first place. So if we can get your triglyceride to HDL ratio to two to one or one to one, phenomenal. If we can get your LDL to HDL ratios under three, ideally two, you could have a 300 total cholesterol and be insanely heart healthy. Get it? Hopefully you do. Hey, if you need more information on how to solve this myth and mess called heart disease, download my Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook. It is available for you in the link above or below, or you can text if you want to our call line, 704-906-2094. If you text, just name and email, and just know today is a special broadcast. Were there commercials? Nope, because I wanted to come at you hot and heavy because we're online only and guess what, guys? Next week, it's the same thing. So I'm going to do the same thing next week. Invite your friends. Send them this message. Let them know we're talking about cardiovascular health. I'm going to talk next week about blood pressure and the greatest things you can do to help with that. By the way, it's almost the same 12 as this. And we're going to help you guys solve heart health issues. Take a moment right now. Click the link above or below. You're going to be invited to our February 10th masterclass, Solving Heart Disease Naturally. You'll get the free eBooks, and I love that you guys joined us today. Hey, if you have a question or a comment, again, chat above or below. My team and myself will monitor this all throughout the day today and even into next week. Ask away. It's called Ask Dr. Ernst for a reason. If you don't ask a health question, we can't give you a health answer. So be bold this year. Be brave. Share this. Like it. Comment. Do whatever it takes to become a purveyor of your health. We're here to help you if you ask. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys next week.